became his own hedge fund. But the money he was investing was his own, not the public's. And money earned on those investments started pouring in so fast that even Gabe, financial genius that he was, had a hard time keeping up with the flow. There had only been one disagreement between the two men, and that was when Gabe insisted that Lincoln buy a French cosmetic company called La Naturale. Lincoln called it a dog of a company, selling cheap cosmetics and on the verge of financial insolvency. Gabe countered that all they needed was a face for the company to send it off the charts. Lincoln continued to argue that owning a war paint company did nothing for his image, much less his bank account. Gabe held his ground, and within three short years, the company was bringing in $10 billion a year under Gabe's sharp eye and expert management. Lincoln Moss hung his head in shame, clapped his friend on the back, apologized for doubting him, and promised never again to underestimate his genius. The $10 billion a year tripled the day La Naturale engaged the new face for La Naturale, a model by the name of Amélie Laurent. Lincoln had met her a year or so earlier, and on Gabe's advice, Lincoln wooed her, whined and dined her, gave her everything a woman could want, then married her the day he turned forty-two. The wedding was so over the top it was televised live all over the world. Women sat glued to their television sets, admiring the top model's flawless beauty, which she said came from La Naturale. There were those who said Princess Diana's wedding was tawdry compared to Amélie Laurent's. A year to the day after he and his bride returned from their honeymoon on the island of Mystique, Lincoln got down to the serious business of grooming Gabriel Knight for the presidency of the United States. Two years later, Lincoln Moss announced to the world that he was going to manage Gabriel Knight's campaign for the highest office in the land. It took four years of steady-as-you-go politicking. He left no stone unturned. He worked tirelessly, campaigning seven days a week and making sure that all photo ops showed Amelie flanked by Gabe and himself. And that's how Gabriel Knight had sailed into the White House the year before Lincoln Moss turned 50. The media stewed and fretted when Lincoln was given no titles, no special perks, and all he would say was that he didn't want anything other than the president's friendship. They did notice, however, that Lincoln wore out the carpet leading to the Oval Office with his frequent visits, and they noticed when he sat in on briefings, not that he ever uttered a single word. Any time a crisis threatened, Lincoln was the first one in the Situation Room. It was also said, but not proven, that the president and Lincoln had personal cell phones— that not even the Secret Service was privy to. Then they started to whisper about Moss's little black book of secrets, but no one would or could confirm that there was such a book. In the beginning, Ted Robinson and Maggie Spritzer of The Post very often wrote op-ed pieces and lengthy articles on Lincoln Moss as they tried to figure out if there was something no one was seeing besides themselves. As Maggie said time and again, he's got to have something on someone, and I do believe there is a little black book, with which Ted agreed completely. From time to time, they questioned their own suspicious reporter instincts 
and were inclined to give up their quest for a story when they couldn't come up with anything they felt was newsworthy. So they simply shelved the effort as they waited for a break, or, as Ted put it, a mistake on the part of Kingpin Lincoln Moss. It was just a matter of time, he said over and over, because everyone makes a mistake at some point. Ted was rarely, if ever, wrong, and when Maggie Spritzer agreed with him one hundred percent, you could take it to the bank. And so they waited, not too patiently, but patiently enough. And while they waited, Lincoln Moss went about his business of keeping his image pristine and making sure he made the front page of every newspaper at least once a week for something or other. Lincoln Moss was a handsome, muscular, fit man. In his palatial home, he had a state-of-the-art gym and his own personal trainer, who lived in one of the cottages at the rear of the 10,000-acre...